Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace High Beats on SoundCloud. We are pumped to announce that Raise on the Radio has teamed up with Morphogen Nutrition out of Columbus, Ohio. This is a company we have been following for a long time and have used a lot of their products. They literally have everything you need to give your health a boost, whether that be physically or mentally. They have products such as Calm that helps manage stress and anxiety. They have products such as Party, which is a pre-party harm reduction supplement for when you know you're going to have a cocktail or four. They have pre-intra and post-workout supplements, nootropics, multivitamins, mind and mood boosting supplements, etc. Best of all, all of their products are GMP certified, manufactured in the USA, and third-party tested so you know you are getting a no BS, scientifically validated, effectively dosed supplement that you never have to question. Just go to MorphogenNutrition.com and use discount code ROTR for 10% off. It is that easy. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to go hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, do not hesitate to reach out. Now, let's get into this episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show. I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair with me as usual. Hey, did you know, I just heard this, and maybe this is not true, I don't know, but have you heard that the reason why metal music is called metal music is because it's harder than rock? Like, in like metal is harder than rock. I know that's a stupid thing to ask, but have you heard that before? I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do this with you anymore. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. I mean, it makes sense as you just said. It, it does, yeah. As I'm putting it all together in my head, <laughs> you have I, to have a reason for asking me that. Hopefully, otherwise, I, actually, I'll I don't. Kill you. I, I don't. I just heard. Oh. It. I I just heard it, and I was thinking, sure, why not bring it up on the show? And it's the dumbest thing, but it kind of makes sense, and it makes you think. Is that where it came from? Where did you hear this? Slash, read this? Slash. What person do I want to kill that told you this? Uh, I was on a podcast. Ooh, which one? Uh, the Riz Show, Rizzuto Show, which I, or maybe radio show, oh. I guess, if you want to. I listen to the podcast, but either way. Um, Wait, when he, whoa, 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 whoa. Go ahead. I mean, you listen to the podcast. They have a podcast and a radio show? Well, they put the radio show out as a podcast later in the day after each after each show. That's, so how, that's how I listen clear. to it. That's not a podcast. That's a radio show. 
put out as a podcast, technically. Well, are there no ads or no commercials or something? Yeah, there is. Okay, so that's that's a radio show. I mean, podcasts still have ads. Yeah, but also, was it uncensored? Well, no, because it's a radio like show. Like a radio show? Well, it's a radio. Radio shows are censored. Correct. Yeah, so, so there would so be no, there would be nothing show, there would po- be there would be nothing to uncensor. <laughs> so they didn't say fuck shit cock. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they, they talked about that. Why did they talk about that? I don't remember. I don't. You weren't really listening. Though. I don't. Just had I, it on. I don't remember how the conversation came up. Well, one would assume that that makes sense. Yeah. Wait. Hold on. What kind of rock are we talking about? And what kind of metal are we talking about? Uh, hang on. Are you talking about music-wise or... Oh, what? I'm talking all of it. <laughs> How well do you know your rocks? Not great. What do you call I'm if not you're a, a rock? I'm not Is a it geologist. A geologist? Geologist, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Did you just get yourself into waters you shouldn't have dove into? I really hope this is going somewhere else. You really just brought that up to ask me if I knew that. I did yeah, not know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on. But uh, you did. Speaking of speaking of rock, <clears throat> you did uh, mention that Hardy has a new song out and that I should listen to it. But tell me why I should listen to it. I want to know your opinion based on. I think he's doing something that I haven't seen done. Uh oh. And he do tell. He's mixing like four different genres of music into this one song. Now, now Hardy has been cross, you know, going across platforms as far as he started out country, right? Or did he start rock and then kind of move to country in the back? Do you know? The only little bit of research I've done on him is when he was on the Bear Tooth song. I looked yeah. him up and yeah. to to what I what I read about him was that he was more successful as a songwriter slash maybe producer, then became started releasing solo stuff, to which at that point people were, people were like, well, let's get him on a track because not only can he contribute as an artist, but also as a producer. Okay. And that's the other thing I've never fact-checked. I've never looked in the Beartooth credits. Is is he listed as the producer of oh, good, Better Me? Good I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. When I watched the video, I would assume that if anything, he's he's a contributing writer to it. The way that the video is, where they're like in a room, like going over the song and like perform, like recording it, and but who knows? So that's what I know about him. I don't really know. Okay, I've never heard any of his songs. By okay. the way, okay, I don't. I, I I you and I watched the live version of him doing whatever song that you said I should know that I didn't <laughs> uh, at the Country Music Awards, but. Other than that, I don't really know about him. I haven't even heard him on the A Day to Remember song that he did. So I, I don't know. I haven't heard that either. I don't know. So uh, when we when we pull maybe this up, maybe we could look the, that up the, after. But. The song is called Rockstar, and what he's saying is basically every band has a song called Rockstar. That's his main mm, focus on I was this just song. Say that um, he talks about Nickelback. Uh, don't tell he, me. Let's just listen. Okay, but there there's going to be parts in this that I don't know how you're going to react, and when we get there, you'll understand why I'm saying that. Okay, fair enough. Here but, it is, folks. But, but also, Hardy. but also, as I say, I think he he's pulling like four or more different genres of music into this one song, and 
I'm not saying it hasn't been done. I'm just saying that it's not what you hear very often. So I'm curious on what your, your take is going to be on this. Okay, here we go. Rockstar by Hardy came out 28 hours ago. Oh, what? Everybody's got a song called Rockstar Running up the pop charts Talking all the shit they do I've been Houdini with my commas Pissing off my mom I once did a photo shoot, a promo shoot for a band I was in, and our backdrop was exactly like this dressing room is. Okay. Fucking thieves. <laughs> to be clear, it wasn't original. We did it, so... Right? Right? I'll wait. They got me dead because they said that I'm killing it. Started out with rifles, trucks, and hunting season. Now I got my middle finger up like a kid again. Wasn't trying to make it. Then I went and made it. Then I made a song about whiskey and they played it. Dang, it's been a good run for a lucky redneck. But I still got a box to check because everybody's got a song called Rock Star. Running up the pop chart, talking all the shit they do. For just a second, okay. So, before you say anything, love, he, what, okay. what, what he's leading into now, as far as the music video goes, which people can't see this unless they're watching the video, but uh, this is where I don't know how you're going to react because he's going to portray different bands, and I just want to see how, you, how you're going to react. <laughs> That's what I hate about it. Okay, I figured. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Cobain didn't enjoy being a rock star. And ACDC, which, by the way, on the screen now is who he's doing a parody of, they did not lean into the rock star thing at all. Yeah. Uh, The hook and the idea is like, everybody's got a song called Rockstar. I really like that. And I love that riff. I, I like the song. Fuck, man. Is this a country song, though? I don't think this is country. Dude, I'm telling you, this is the the chorus. No, it's not even the chorus. Because the chorus, the, it even has the sound of the rock star song from Nickelback um, throughout like parts of this song. But there's country. There's, there's the metal scream in it. Like everything. I'm telling you, this is weird. Like I don't even know what you put, what genre you put this in. Well, I think it's just a rock song, but I, I, I'm starting to just give some leniency to, like last week I talked about the new Bill Murray, and I mentioned how 
when Caleb from Beartooth was on the Punk Rock NBA, uh, Finn McKinty talked about how Better Me sounds a lot like Bill Murray. And I th when, I, when he said that, I was like, wait, what? But then I started thinking about all the Bill Murray songs that I love, and I'm like, ooh, it kind of does because Bill Murray really leans into this like silly idea of like country twang, hard guitars, and he has this really pop emo vocal, but he's got that little bit of something on there. And the new one that I play, I played the new one last week, and the right. new one he especially has it, and that's what I equate these vocals to. Is that little bit of something that's like okay, it's got, it, and and man, I'm starting to not hate that anymore. <laughs> ten years ago, ten years ago, I would have hated the song. Yeah, I can just tell you that right now, because of the vocals. And I think musically speaking, I think it's fine. I think it's cool. It's fun. Whatever. I like fun, but I would have expected, I guess, you know, vocally speaking, a little less. But let's keep going because uh, again, I think I think my brain is just starting to block it out. Like I told you, my wife made fun of me because I love the song "Better Me" with you know him and Beartooth, and she told you it was country, is, and you're like, "No, this is really country." And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't, I don't like what you're doing right now. I don't like <laughs> what you're doing to me. I don't like." So let's keep going. Uh, but the music video aspect of it, yeah, I, I mean, and, and look, this could be. All things considered, his his intentions could have been this is an homage to all of the artists that I love, Nirvana, ACDC, and I don't I don't recall, I remember seeing oh the Beatles and, but I don't know. here we go. Well, this is country. He goes in. Sorry to keep pausing. No, you're good. He goes in and out of it, though. Yeah, I know. I but that's like on some purpose. of it. Is, yeah, it's on purpose here. You think so, or is that just him? Because like some of his consonants have that little bit of extra something to it that I think a lot of country vocalists have. I think. But he, then like he I, dips I, out of it. It's it's the twang, man. Like he he's found a way. But to is he add doing it on twang? purpose, or is that just who he is? I'm We're not, gonna have to check out some other Hardy songs. I yeah, think. I guess to I guess this. it's possible that maybe he just. That that's who he is, because I mean I guess everything that we've really heard that's what you you hear. I'll give one more example, and, and I'm sorry. Well, fuck it, it's our show. We can do what we want. <laughs> I don't know who I'm apologizing to, but so like, I'll give another example. So the song "Everything We Need" by A Day to Remember. It's on their latest record. Love the song, and it actually is a song that inspired me to write an acoustic song about my son, uh, because in the music video. Uh, Jeremy, the lead singer, at the end of the music video, he's just singing it a cappella to his daughter, and it like really it did something to me. I was like, oh, oh yeah, what the fuck am I doing? But I remember having that on, and uh, I, I was actually at someone's house, and we were out in the backyard, we were grilling and stuff, and I put that song on on the Bluetooth, and somebody goes, "What is this butt rock?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I go, did you just call an acoustic a day to remember song a butt rock song? <laughs> but I thought about it and I go, well, wait a minute. This song has this song fits into the formula of what people consider radio rock. Okay. Right? Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I can kind of see that, but also shut your mouth. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Damn y'all, what the hell is my life now? It's like hell every 
what is that what is that line about his mama what is he saying i'm not 100 percent sure all right we got to look up the lyrics too you taking notes we got a bunch of stuff <laughs> we have to check here I'm going a mile a minute here i don't remember what i'm saying what i'm not saying i really like this stuff dude i'm pissed i'm pissed I love that last. I love how he ends the chorus. Is lately I've been feeling like one, so I wrote one too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's really. I, that's just. Well, fun. you know, you know, that's the, just fun shit, dude. You know, the who's who's thing came from the rock star song by Nickelback. No, what is that? That's that's lyrics from the song. I've been trying to forget that song for twenty <laughs> fucking years. So remind me, I don't remember it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I off the top of my head. Um, I believe you. I believe I don't, you. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Now he's doing Kiss. Yeah, that's totally makes. I would anyone can make fun of Kiss whenever they want. <laughs> I I can't stand Kiss. Yeah, like... Biscuit. Yeah. Fuck this guy. The good song, man. What? The song kind of blows my mind, dude. It is like four or five different well, genres. It doesn't blow my mind. I'm not going to go that far. All together. But I do like it. That, yeah. I do like it. It's a fun song. It's a good song. God damn him. <laughs> I, dude, I, 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 I'm fascinated with... So that's it's actually... The, this is a perfect way for me to eventually get to what I wanted to talk about as far as the current state of the music industry and, and streaming and stuff. But so I'm, I'm fascinated with the way some of these, how, how old is he? We need to look that up. So what um, do we want? We want to look up other Hardy songs. What else? Uh, lyrics to that song. So let's look up the lyrics. I want to know what he's saying about his mama. I, that line is weird to me. You don't understand what he's saying either, right? I, uh, did he say it again after we, a after you asked me? Cause I was trying to listen. He did, but I didn't pay there was attention. Too much going on the mu there was too much going on in the music video for me to pay. Yeah. Attention. Let's see here. Everybody's got a song called Rockstar running up the pop charts, talking all the shit they do. I've been Houdini with my commas, pissing off my oh, pissing off my mama, getting all these oh, new okay. tattoos. Do I do I am I supposed to understand what that means? Houdini with the commas, what does that mean? I've been Houdini with my commas. <sighs> I must be getting old because I'm not sure I know what that okay, means. Okay, good. Either, I'm just dude. glad I'm not the only one that doesn't understand. Yeah, that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Google that either because <laughs> that will make me. <laughs> so lame how old is this guy that's the more important what's your thing what's your guess without looking i'm gonna say my guess is 37 I'm, i was gonna say 35 okay he's 33 damn born in philadelphia mississippi the hell okay fuck mississippi for having a city called philadelphia <laughs> the nerve of them <laughs> fuck you it's a good song I've been Houdini with these commas. What, what would that mean? I don't even have a guess, dude. It's a disappearing thing, right? 
Google that real quick. Just say, what does oh, Houdini with my commas mean? Just try it. Just try it, please. Okay, hang on. I only got one hand. Houdini with my commas. He says that line, pissing off my mama, really weird. Bison? He's like, bison? He doesn't say, he's a bison number. He uses a B. Maybe that's country. I ain't see. I'm not seeing really anything for this. I don't understand. I don't know what. Okay, that means. we can we can give up on that. All right, okay, let's... cool. We're not young enough <laughs> for that. I, I don't. I, I think I it's know. just a. It's probably something. I don't know. Maybe it's a party thing. Who knows? Okay, so that's that's his newest song. So let's see what he's got here. He's got a song called Truck Bed. That will make me angry. Yeah, we need to find something that's not country, like country, country. I think he's a got lot- a song called Quit that came out four weeks oh, ago. Oh, did you have you heard that? No. That's pretty that dude, let's listen to that. That's heavy. Like it's a heavy? Meaning like yeah. heavy music or it's it's no, tugs not, on the heartstrings. No, not heartstrings, like heavy music. And it, it's really? more uh it's more on the, the rappy side, I think, if I remember correctly. I don't like the fact that you're doing this to me, man. Yes, you do. I kinda do. I know. He's so he's thirty three. Man, why does that bother you? I'm confused on that part. No, it doesn't bother me. No, okay. no, no, it doesn't bother me at okay. all. Okay. I, I'm, I'm again. I'm fascinated. So I, I didn't even make my point. So I'm fascinated with a lot of these artists now who are finding new ways outside of the normal routine of through the music industry and through the like the normal channels of the music industry to kind of gain an audience, gain popularity, go viral, get a hit song, whatever the case may be. And when I show you what I want to show you in a minute here, this will make more sense to what I'm saying. I don't necessarily think he fits into that. He's obviously carved out a path because he's a Nashville guy and Nashville is its own fucking world in the music industry. But like, anyway, so the song's called Quit with two exclamation points. Here we go. And tonight... That quit napkin will be sitting right beside this. What? Yeah, this is a lot different. Somebody dude. wrote quit. Hold on. What? This is what he does. So he's like a jelly roll where he's kind of like this like crossover type dude that can any mo he like he'll do a country, then he'll do a rock, then I'll do sort of a hip hoppy type. It's just is this like the new way of just getting things done now? Because, dude, I keep listening to more and more interviews or, like, podcasts with people and, like, Jelly Roll's name will come up. And so many people respect that guy. And I'm not saying they shouldn't. I like the guy. I don't – I haven't heard a song that I like yet, necessarily. But I, 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 I like the guy. And when I was watching the Grammys, boy, did I want him to win Best New Artist just to see what he would say. <laughs> but he didn't. Um, but I guess this is the new thing. You just kind of you're you're like a you're a chameleon. You just jump in and out of a genre of music. Is that and just make it work? Is, is that the smartest way to do things now? Is my question. I mean, I don't know if it's smart. I think if you can do it, but if you, but I mean, and do it well. I mean, there are pl- there are plenty. Dude, go on TikTok right now. There are plenty of people doing this, and that are hey, look at this. I'm not saying le- it's at, bad at this level. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just say, I'm just saying it's not going to be as. He's only got 555,000 subscribers on YouTube. Whoa! How many? Hey, how many? Um, scroll down. How many 
views does this video have? 314,000 in a month. Wow. Okay. Well, all right. But you remember we talked about country folks don't go on YouTube. <laughs> we talked about that. There, here we go. That's true. A napkin. I took it out of my tip jar laughing. What? Like, damn, what an asshole, man. I'm just a flat broke boy with a guitar asking for anybody to pay attention. It's not like anybody paid admission. I was just wishing somebody would listen. Give me a shot, and I ain't talking about Canadian miss them. Florida, Georgia put me on the map. Morgan put me on the track. Fucked around and pinned a couple hits. Chucked them out to see if they react. Talked about the way of life I live. All the things a country life will give. It's like I never left my neighborhood, but I burned out of it and I turned out good if you ask me. But shit, I ain't the goat, I'm the black sheep. Hell bit to find closure, I can't let go. And know somebody wrote like 10 years ago, put a chip on my shoulder. And if you wanted me to quit, you should have saved it, bro. If you don't want to start shit, don't say it. And when it comes to the king, that's the radio. If you don't like my shit, don't play it, I don't give a fuck. I'ma still book arenas and fill them up. I'ma still keep singing songs about drinking to fit the... Musically speaking, this song is rad. I don't like. I'm I'm okay on the. Who who vocals. is it that this remind? Is it like NF? Is NF the one that this sounds like? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. And you know what else is weird too? So we're like halfway through this song, and the beat feels like it's coming up and up and up and up like to something, and I don't think it ever steady hits anything. Build. Yeah, it's just a steady I like build that, though. that you think like. Like it almost gets your heart racing. Like you're ready for this chorus to just punch you in the face, and then it, there's nothing there. <laughs> it just keeps building yeah. and building and building and building. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Maybe, maybe not with this song. Let's see. <laughs> I, I like the music though. Musically speaking, I think it's cool. Throwing up, then waking up alone in my truck. I heard the voice of God that night. He said, "Keep going, boys. All alright. I'm gonna bless your soul till one day down the road you'll be looking in the mirror like I want." But these vocals do sound, uh, from a production standpoint, just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, that's, they sound great. So before you choose hate, get to know a guy. He might end up a poet that was born to fly. He might end up a man of the people. Damn, what a scene. A redneck glorified with a stack of awards on a napkin. A bored little bastard wrote to try to warn a guy. Maybe I'm just petty, because they're just metal. Wait, then again, so am I. My question is this. He said Morgan Wallen put me on the track. So did he at one point, I'm sure at one point in time he probably toured with him. Maybe. Do, is this like the new, is this like what country fans go to shows to see now? As in what? Music like this. Oh. I... So you know me. I'm not country at all. Right. I don't like country. I'm never right. going to sound country. I couldn't even fake it probably. Well, I probably could. But... Let's say I put out a record that sounds like this. All, all the songs are this this feeling, this this sort of rock, hip-hop, electronic, sort of like a Linkin Park meets whatever this is. And I go on tour with Morgan Wallen. Is the reception going to be I think, I think, good? I think the problem with that is you, you have to start in the genre first i i you gotta think, pull a taylor swift right yeah i i think you have to start 
you know, you have to start sounding country, build a little bit of a following there, then kind of branch out from, from So do they not turn on you when you change your sound? I don't know. Because all we hear about, like, artists who change their sound, like, start one way and then change their sound, like, they keep a fan base, but all of the haters come out of the woodwork and they talk about, talk shit about, like, you can't do this sound anymore, you're, you, you... MGK is a, I, I, again. I'm sorry for bringing up I knew, MGK. I knew, MGK, I knew but that's where we were going with it. But, you knew where I was going with that. But, but I, people, I, I don't. I don't know though. I, I I don't know if it's a smart route to to do it that way. You know, if if you start out country and then you go on tour with Morgan Wallen, who is like one of the biggest name in country right now, and then you do this, I don't know that you're going to win that crowd. And I don't, I don't know that this, it's the smartest route to do that. I, I just, I wonder if, I don't know. I, I wonder if you keep, well, forget about I, smart, keep, keep, smart. Keep, keep so I, don't, your, I, don't. I wonder if you keep your style of music for, you know, you can go on tour with, you know, Beartooth or someone like that also, and then do this kind of music. I don't know. I don't know how that all plays. I'm fascinated right now. Oh man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, where is this? Boy, he loves all, all the carbs, huh? Yeah, see, this song sucks, and I don't want to listen to it. Yeah, see, I, I'm already out. I don't give a fuck. However, the country, yeah. but the country audience is loves that. See, but that's yeah. So that that's my question. The country artist clearly, or I'm sorry, the country audience is clearly going to love a song like that. So when he switches, what is the reception? I guess we're just going to have to go to a Hardy show. What about what about Kid Rock? Can he do country and his original rock music at the same show? I think he does them all when he plays live. I mean, I've seen does Kid he? Rock live so, like numerous times, and he does every every bit of his catalog. He does. He does not pick and choose. I wonder if he's the. Exce- I saw him at a rock if- festival. Huh. I wonder if he's the exception. He's fucking Kid Rock, dude. Right. I mean, that's. I, I know, but I don't know. I, I just. I saw him at a rock festival, and he did every every song he had, and everybody loved it. But it's again, it's Kid Rock, and, and I. It was also he. I want to say. I want to say he was the headliner, and I do remember. I mean, um, it's fuzzy, but I do remember watching it and having a good time and but it was cold and everybody was just shit faced and so I don't know if it mattered. What about to M- be honest with you. What about MGK? Does he do both in one show? Uh so okay. But That's he, a good but question. He, but he probably could, right? He, he could. Okay, 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 okay. That's a good question. So when he first started with the pop punk. Mm-hmm. He would play quite a few of the hip hop songs still live. Like he would do Candy, he would do uh, Glass House, and a lot of these songs where he still raps. It's still very much like this is a hip hop song with a little bit of a hint of rock or whatever. The video, and I have not seen him live since 2019, since Bloom came out. And that's long before he ever started doing pop punk. That was a hip, well, and that's what I always said too. When like when people started shitting on him about doing the rock stuff, it's like no, he's always done it. Like the song "Bloom" has quite a few songs that 
were very heavily rock influenced. So I never really understood. I think just image wise and personality wise, he leaned more into the rock aesthetic than he did the hip hop aesthetic. And I think that's what turned off the internet, essentially the, the haters. I think the haters before just didn't really give a fuck about him because he was a white guy doing rap music and he was semi-successful at that. But when he changed and started doing this new sound, I guess that pissed people off. But he always had that. But so anyway, when I saw him do that, he did all the song. He did all, he did all the songs, hip hop, and then the rock influenced ones that were on that record. But I've been watching videos as of late, where I think it's just rock. From what I've seen, I don't think he's doing a lot of the hip hop anymore. Now he still goes like he'll release like a freestyle on YouTube or he'll get on, he'll do something hip hop oriented, but that's clearly not the same. Like when you go on stage and say I'm Machine Gun Kelly, you're representing your music. Well, right, what yeah. is your music anymore? Is it is it, you know, are you? Which again, I'm fascinated by because I mean, if you think about it. When he started doing, when he started playing rock festivals, when he was still a hip hop artist, he had to find a way to get the rock festival crowd into a lot of these hip hop songs. Well, he's got a live band that were playing live instruments. So he made it more of a feel like a rock show. Right. Right. Which at the time made sense. But now I'm fascinated to know well, now that you've completely crossed over and everybody thinks you're this pop punk guy. You've completely leaned into that. Let's well, let's see. MGK Live. I'm curious now. You got me got my brain going here. Well, I think the difference is if you are headlining your own show, I think you can do whatever the hell you want. And I think that if, Well, absolutely. And, well, and your, 100%, your, you know, your fans are coming to see you because they're fans of yours, no matter what kind of music you're you're doing. Right. Now, Hardy if he's on tour with Morgan Wallen, I don't know if he's doing stuff like quit. Maybe, but I don't but know. Why wouldn't he? But I don't know. I think you could get away with it, dude. You think so? I really do. Yeah, I think so, man. I, I, I only say that because again, if you're a, a supporting artist, maybe not. I mean, maybe not. What did he say? He, he toured with Florida Georgia line too. Like that's where he, think about that. He dude. said they put him on the map. Yeah, well, think about them. Like, but again, if he's touring for Florida Georgia Line, he ain't playing. Quit. I, I don't. I don't believe. Why? I, uh, no, you don't think so. Huh? I don't. I don't think so. That's not the crowd. That's fine. No, that's fine. I'm not seeing. Oh, uh, three months ago, I'm not seeing anything. Oh, he did 27 live. Well, he's in fucking Europe, so you could play anything there, and it's Luxembourg. <laughs> he could fart into the mic, and it would be fine. <laughs> Niagara Falls show this is an hour and 37 minutes. Hmm. I'm scared to do this. Okay, here we go. All right. So this show was five months ago. So, and I just kind of skimmed through really, really quickly, but everything I saw was all pop punk rock MGK. But he did this. Sorry if you get another next show, I guess. You got that much. I chose to do that this fucking afternoon, so. Let's go. 
everybody this too right before doors open. Hated the most, show them keep my haters close, let them know I won't smoke. So much better, I got a snow, it's burning, turn you into toast. Get up, hey! So that's 48 minutes into a show that he decided to do a strictly hip-hop performance. Again, if that's his show, I guess I don't think it matters. Well, of course, of course. But I don't know. We're probably beating a dead horse at this point. I, I, I think I think today it probably works, man. I don't know. It, it's interesting, be, and I say I'm fascinated by this stuff because I did watch all of the Grammys, and I was posting about it live as I was watching it and people were like a lot of the a lot of the comments I got were like people still watch the Grammys I'm like yeah yeah I do yeah I want to see people perform and I like I love this shit I don't have to like the person to be curious about their performance but what I saw at the Grammys was a multicultural very you know cross-functional music event where it was just a mix of a lot of different sounds and a lot of different artists and which I think is what you want. But my biggest complaint was like, there is no rock right at this festival. They don't even televise the rock awards. Obviously they don't televise the metal awards. That was my biggest complaint, but still I was fascinated by it because again, it was, you have the, so look, smack dab in the middle of the Grammys. You have, Travis Scott perform. Right. And I'm thinking, I like this, but does anyone in the room like this? Does this fit? Like he went crazy at the end. He he did the song Fiend. Which I don't know if you know what that is. But he starts breaking stuff on stage and he kind of does like a rock and roll or what we classic traditional punk rock rock and roll performance. Like that's what I, it's what it felt to me. I know hip hop heads are going to be like, you fucking shithead. He's hip hop. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying he's not, but he also clearly him, like guys like Uzi, like Uzi Vert, like all these guys, they're clearly influenced by other sounds other than just hip hop. So I think you see that. So I enjoyed seeing that at the Grammys where it was very heavy, you know, very heavy pop and, very heavy. I'm not saying this is bad. I'm saying this is bad. Very heavy female nominees performances. All of the like, it was just a lot of best pop vocal performance. It's like female, 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 and then Jean Baptiste. Best record of the year. It's female, 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 female. Jean. I'm, again, I'm not saying this is bad, but so what's the reasoning behind um, not uh, televising like? The rock no award, rock awards. I just don't. Like I don't that. think people. I don't think people give a shit. That's dude. what I was gonna say. It's got to. It's got to be some kind of projected stats, rejected or projected numbers that they've got on on certain things that they think people tune out or turn the channel off or something during that in the past. But then, well, to put, but then to put Travis Scott on, I mean, unless they just think that he is. Well, he appeals what, like, to what a younger audience is going to tune in for, but right. uh, but then again, just the word Grammys to me, 
seems like it would, a young it person seems thing. like it would turn off the younger a younger crowd. See, I see. I disagree. Really, I disagree because I think it's dominated. It has been and always will be dominated by pop artists, and that's who young people listen to. They listen to Taylor Swift. They listen to Olivia Rodrigo. They listen to Miley Cyrus. Yeah. They listen to, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, uh fuck, SZA. They listen to all these people. So. I think it appeals to young people. Now, do we know if young people are watching or even give a fuck? I don't know. But the one point I made on the last show, it's like rock, as it is known today, is considered a boomer genre of music. And the younger kids or the younger people, the younger generation who are doing rock music have never really fit in with all of the boomer bands and all of the boomer art uh, writers and tastemakers or whatever, you know, they kind of get shunned away to you're just a TikTok artist or you're just a TikTok band or you're just a YouTube band or whatever. It's like, well, you know, I brought up Olivia Rodrigo to you uh, previously in a previous episode. And, you know, I think Finn McKinty made the best point. It's like, look, Say what you want, but this girl's playing rock music and she's getting it into the mainstream. Now, the song she did at the Grammys this year is not a rock song. It's a pop song. But nonetheless, she's clearly influenced by rock and roll or, you know, pop punk and punk, whatever. So at least you have that. I don't know. But did you see? So there's a perfect segue. Because I think you and I are just going to keep saying, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. How that's, <laughs> that's the most I of this podcast know. is, dude. <laughs> we don't know well, shit. Well, <laughs> look, you asked me about Hardy. I think it started with Hardy. And the, the bottom line is, I like that song. I'm fascinated by that song. I'm fascinated with an artist like that who, like I said, it's kind of like a chameleon where it's just like, yeah, I'll do this one time and then I'll do this the other time. And then I'll combine the two of those songs into a new sound on a new song and then I'll do country and alienate Patrick Blair. That's that's what he's going to do. <laughs> but did you see all of the, not all of, but the crazy people on social media, especially Facebook? Because I guess, uh, would, would you agree that Facebook is typically the people that use Facebook are older, an older generation of folks? No. Uh I don't I don't think the the majority of people are older folks, but I will say that I think that that is the number one app, like social media app that older folks use. Does that make sense? Okay, good. No, it does. And that's what I wanted you to say. So but on Facebook there was just tons I saw tons and well, okay, so my wife brought this to my attention. But tons and tons of posts. Uh, bitching about Olivia Rodrigo's performance at the Grammys. She did her song Vampire and then in the middle in the middle of the performance, kind of toward the end maybe three quarters of the way through blood started, they made it look like blood was coming out of the walls and she was like rubbing blood on her face. So Christians spoke out against this and said that it was a satanic performance and she's demonic and you know not not even that though why is that like why is that on the grammys like is that is, saying, is, is that man. is that art expression 
somehow. Yeah, the song's called Vampire. It's a metaphor. Like, fuck me. It's a performance. Everyone chill. <laughs> I'm not saying anybody yeah. has a right to be mad about it. I'm just saying that doesn't... Well, they have a right to be mad. The, gra- the Grammys doesn't seem like <laughs> uh, the place for that for me. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't mm. know. There's that rock and roll I like, Colt. I thought it was a little bit rock and roll. I thought it was a little <laughs> bit like edgy, edgy enough. Like I'm going to play my pop song, but be a little bit edgy. You, but Miley Cyrus wasn't edgy enough for you? No, I hated it. I can't stand it. <laughs> I don't like her. I'm sorry. I don't. She's full of herself. She's gross. I don't like her. Okay. In th- in three minutes, she managed to talk about herself more in a performance. By the way, this wasn't a speech. In a performance, she managed to talk about herself more than actually perform the song that people wanted to hear. It's a- a- astonishing. I-, I don't. I don't know. I don't like her. I'll, I'll sh- uh, here, hold on. I have this. Hold up. Okay. So this is as one of these nutbags talking about. Olivia Rodrigo. And we don't have to talk about this much longer. Again, it's a, it's a performance. Would I, you obviously know I'm never going to be bothered by any of what you're about to see, but to be bothered by it, I just have to question like, do you not understand context and nuance and performance and art? And, and I hate calling music art. You know that about me. But do you not understand any of this? I'm not saying music's not art, by the way. I just don't like saying it is. You know, that, but, but do you not understand? It's it's just a it's a it's an expression of something. She's not talking about an actual vampire. You fucking nut bars! What are you doing here? An up and coming star in the whole music industry, Olivia Rodrigo, and there's Satan incarnate. And you are going to watch this innocent little flower. So that guy called Taylor Swift Satan Incarnate. Nice. Because she was wearing a uh, necklace that had like a clock on it or something. Like a little like watch or something. Counting down to the end of the world. That was his take on that. This is what these people do with their time. I know. It's Start rubbing blood all over her fucking face and shit. Whoa, Christian, did you just curse? What are you doing? (laughs) Did you just say that word? You fucking fuck. As she sings about a demon vampire sticking his teeth into her singing about an ex-boyfriend. You unintelligent cunt. Sucking the blood out from under her. This is obviously her sacrifice song. Uh, There we go. Sorry, Olivia, you're gone. You're a lost cause. And then blood just starts fucking pouring from the fucking walls. Whoa, potty mouth, Christian. Like, this is like the cutest little, like, 20-year-old little angel in all of music. And she's performing, rubbing blood on her fucking face as blood pours from the walls and she sings about bleeding out. I mean. You get the idea. 
I do. That was different than what I had in my head from when you you explained it. That wasn't as bad as I was thinking. No, it's the Grammys. What do you think? She's sacrificing d- pigs that, on stage? That's what like, I what said. the fuck? That's what I said. I was like, I don't understand how this is Grammy-related, but... So you thought... I did... I did I, I didn't. I was just. You going thought off she was of, doing the Jose Mangan. She I was, was gonna <laughs> sacrifice goats on stage, bro. That's a callback from a long time ago, <laughs> isn't it? Though, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost a professional. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned Look, you mentioned Taylor Swift a while ago. I have a question. I okay. listen. I I was able to listen to some of the episode that you did last week, and you said that you 100 percent believe that Taylor Swift will have something to do with the halftime performance. Uh, oh. One thousand percent. Did you see that Usher is making a has some kind of record now for having the longest uh, halftime show in history? They've added like two minutes to his halftime show. Do you think that's Taylor Swift being added? Do I think that's yeah? I know that's Taylor Swift being added. What are you crazy? Did I, I send I, you that video just, about the theories about the number thirteen? No. Oh my god. Hold on. I really didn't send this to you. I don't think so. If you did, I didn't okay. watch it. Continue. I'm sorry. I'm going to look this up while you're talking. I was just going to say, I just think it's weird because another thing you had mentioned was that you can't remember any time where they've actually publicized that someone yep. denied doing the, yep. the halftime show like they did yep. with Taylor Swift. I can't, I can't remember one. Do you? No, but I still think it's weird that the NFL would say that in the beginning like we we reached out to her she didn't want to do it she said no and now all of a sudden because her and Kelsey are together and she has become a phenomenon in the in the NFL she is going to do it okay maybe we don't know that we're gonna pause there we're gonna pause there I'm gonna play this video okay I saw, didn't I send you the Taylor Lewan video of him talking about this? I thought I did. Or maybe I just asked you, did you see you, what Taylor Lewan that, said? That's, yeah, that was oh, the Oh, and I never sent you the video. No. Oh, shit, my bad. So no. this is not Taylor Lewan. I think these are probably guys who saw Taylor Lewan do it and just recited it again, which is fine. It, you'll get the point. Speaking of that, did you see, uh, did you see the video from, I guess it was the other night, with Will Compton and Taylor in the casino with Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. Nope. And I'm glad I did. And then they ended up hitting big at the end. And then like Baker Mayfield just randomly shows up and I don't know. Oh, pretty... how's Baker doing? Uh, I'm sure he's upset still, but no, I think he's fine. You think so? Don't talk about my boy like that. All right. <laughs> Check this out. I'm not going to give you any. I'm just going to play it. Here we go. Rules is she's 58. Hold on, hold on, you hold on, what? hold on. I got to back it up. Sorry. Shit. How do you back up these stupid Facebook videos? I'm already saying this is so bogus. We're no, already, no, no, no. We're, we're already, just watch, at, we're just already adding numbers together to put something just together. Watch, this is... Just watch. Just watch. This is what Taylor Dewan talked about. 58. You know what 5 plus 8 is? 13. 13. It's Taylor Swift's album called 13. <laughs> Yo! Dang! You guys know the date of the Super Bowl? It's the 11th. Yeah. Of? 
February. February. So eleven plus two. 11. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Who do, who are they playing? The 49ers. It's four plus nine. Dude, come on. <laughs> Thirteen. Just saying. What seed are the 49ers? The one seed. What seed are the Chiefs? The two seed. No. The three. One, one three. three. Thirteen. <laughs> this dude is so stupid. Where's uh Taylor Swift coming from? She's coming from Tokyo to okay. the Super Bowl. What does that mean? A flight from Tokyo to Las Vegas. It's thirteen hours. It's thirteen hours. <laughs> this is and I'm stupid. not even kidding. What the fuck? You know how many games Taylor uh, Swift has been to? Thirteen. Twelve. This is the thirteen. <laughs> the Super Bowl will be the thirteen. <laughs> is this is this all true? This, yeah, no, this is this all for real. Do you, do so you, Taylor Lewan, I want to say, did an extended version of that and added more fucked up stats like that. Does any part of that make you actually believe it because yeah. of what he's saying? Why? If you, you could, you could find numbers like that in every Super Bowl or in every, every no. anything ever. You can add, you can find numbers to add together. But we're talking about Taylor Swift. Like this and is, I just yeah, want my point to be I, I, proven. I, I want saying, my theory to come true. What, what this, what she's this gonna is play do, the halftime show. What this is doing is recreating the movie, the number twenty three. Do you remember that movie with Jim Carrey? I never saw it. Where he is obsessed with the number twenty three, and he does. It's the yeah, same. I mean, thing. I know it's what like it is. Adding I never, I never these numbers it. together, and yeah, it's a crazy movie. But yeah. let me see if I can find Taylor Lewan. Apparently, there's this guy. My uh, father-in-law sent this to me. There's this guy that uh, works for like NFL Network or one of these places that has predict has called has he's picked the last five or six Super Bowl winners, but also his like reason why has also come true the last like four or five six years. Okay. So this year, I'm not going to try to find it, but this year he said that. The Chiefs are ultimately going to win on a pick six by, um, I forget the guy's first name, but McDuffie for the Chiefs is going to get a pick six and it's going to seal the game. That was his prediction. I don't remember the score he gave. I think it was like 34 to 28 or, or something like that. Now, if that comes true, that would be insane. That would be fucking nuts. But the, when you look back, I, maybe I should find the video, but yeah, but when he was... When I was watching the video, I was like, oh, shit, that did happen. Oh, fuck. That happened, too. Like, what is this guy? But he did pick. So the one year, the, the whole thing that throws it off, though, is last year he picked the NFC representative for the Super Bowl wrong. So it kind of just throws it all off. Right? Doesn't it? Yeah. I think a little bit. But he's still the way that he said the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl happened. Just against the wrong fucking team. That's crazy. When, when did he do yeah. this? Like at the beginning of the season, or like? No, 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 after no, no, the Super no. Bowl he does it like. Okay. No, yeah, he does it like once the Super Bowl is, and like you know, whenever the gotcha. Super Bowl, we know who's playing. Obviously, gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, so the Taylor Lewant here. Oh. Did you actually see a video of him doing it? I did. It was from one of these goddamn shows. Uh, uh, I don't see it. And I didn't see it on YouTube. I saw it on like Facebook or TikTok or something. All right. Well, nonetheless, he said the same stuff, like four plus nine and her album's called 13 and whatever. She's been to this many shows, this and that. So. Gotcha. So what are your predictions? Real quick. We don't have to get into football. Who you got? Man. It, it's 
it's tough to bet against KC. I agree. However, it's going to be very tough to shut Christian McCaffrey down also. And the last couple of games, Purdy has shown his legs. Um, and I, I will say that Purdy has played well the last couple of games, even though they are very high-profile games. But they're not the Super Bowl. And I think Purdy's probably going to need at least a quarter to a quarter and a half just to get the jitters out. And I don't know if that's going to be – I don't know if Kansas City's going to let up enough to let him have time to do that. You know what I'm saying? You think he's going to have jitters, huh? Maybe not, but Interesting. I, we're talking young quarterback and he seems never pretty been, confident, man, when he speaks. Yeah, he does. Oh, dude, did you hear? I, I, uh, did, did you hear uh, his him and Cam Newton's beef? I did, dude. Savage. Yeah, savage. Yeah, but I think people. I I don't mind what Cam Newton said, though. I don't think what Cam Newton said was even necessarily wrong. Did, Obviously, well, it's okay, opinion, did, but also if you if you. Did you hear? He's him? on a great team. Did you hear him say it anywhere, or did you? Yeah, just, did no. You just I, read I, what he I, said? I watched a video of him, maybe with like Rich Eisen, so I or did, something like that. So I didn't after actually Purdy see came back at him. Okay, so I didn't actually see see him say it. So did he say it in a condescending way? Like was he no, bad mouthing well, Purdy, think, or was he just saying no. that? Yeah, I just don't think that he's what everybody says he is. Well, look, all of these guys who are being paid to talk about sports on any of these networks, they're paid to be talking heads. So it's going to be in a snarky, sarcastic, condescending, uh, you know, all the shit that I don't like about sports media these days. Right. Now, the difference between Cam and the rest of these guys is Cam fucking played the game. And Cam was pretty goddamn good at the game. Right. So when I saw that he said that, I was like, oh, you know, kind of shitty. But also, you're going to ask him his opinion, he's going to give it to you. And what he said wasn't necessary. Even if he was trying to be shitty, it wasn't that shitty. He said he's the 10th best player on his team. The team is loaded with talent. Is that really an insult? You're on a team with Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and all these guys. Like, Does Brock Purdy really think he's the best player on that team? Right. You know what I mean? So I don't... And and he explained it again. He's like, look, I wasn't trying to be an asshole. Yeah. You know, I was just simply saying, like, they they got a loaded team. But did he have to say it is the real question. Right, but also... That's the real question. But also, Purdy's comeback was pretty legit. And it, for, for it to be a media... So so how was... What, was Purdy asked that in the media? Like, asked what his opinion was on what Cam Newton said? Or to be he, honest, I don't know. I think okay. maybe he tweeted it or... Yeah, I mean, I saw it and... I didn't really care about either. I mean, I didn't care that Cam said that. Good for Brock Purdy for sticking up for himself. But I think a lot of these guys these days are leaning in on this stuff on social media because they can, because they know that's what people want. You know, I I told you Baker Baker Mayfield won me over long before he ever fucking took a snap with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. After he got drafted, he won on Colin Coward show, and Colin Coward was trying. Colin Coward thought. That he was going to sit Baker Mayfield down. He was going to do his normal Colin Coward thing. Be all condescending and and sort of like these backhanded compliment or I'm sorry, backhanded comments that he makes. And Baker Baker Mayfield just goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you trying to say that I wasn't a good teammate at Oklahoma? Is that really what you're trying to say right now? And uh, you saw Colin Coward go, oh, shit. 
I did not expect him to say anything. I just thought he, because he's used to just doing what he does and they, you know, people don't call him on it. But I think athletes today, you're finding it more common now that they kind of stick, stick up for themselves. But, uh, I got the chiefs. I just do. I just do. And I'll tell you what they should do is take a page out of the Cleveland Browns defense playbook. Defensive playbook. The way the reason that the Browns beat the 49ers in week six or seven, whatever it was, is because they have a good run defense. They shut down the run. McCaffrey did not go off. Was he hurt? No, he was playing. Nonetheless, they made Brock Purdy get to a third or fourth decision. When he gets to those, he's not as good. Now, look, you can say that about any quarterback. Right. But they had such a good run defense and they were able to collapse. He wasn't able to use his legs. So if Kansas City, who does have a decent run defense, can do that, that same type of approach with Brock Purdy, make him make, get enough pressure on him to make the second, third, and fourth decision. Make sure that first decision or that first option is is closed up. I think they'll be successful. And just let Mahomes do his thing. I think he's in the dude. They're in the groove right now, offensively. Mahomes is so good. I I don't understand the hate for Kansas City. I said this. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I I don't. When I watch the Chiefs, I don't dislike them like I did the Patriots. You know, everybody hates the winner. Like you want to see somebody different in the Super Bowl. You want to see somebody different. And the World Series, like, fuck the Yankees, fuck the Patriots. I'm tired of the shit. With the Chiefs, it's like, dude, we're watching. And don't get me wrong, Tom Brady was great. Okay? But with Mahomes, I feel we're watching a different thing. We're we, watching a guy we, who we, is... We are, but I disagree. I, I, I think there's a lot more haters out there than you think when it comes to Kansas City. And, it, and I, it's not just... No, because... that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't understand the hate. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I don't get it. I'm like, you guys are watching. Like, if if you don't want him to win, fine. But look at this guy play. It's ridiculous. Right. Anyway, all right. So there's our Super Bowl predictions. Yeah, I'm go. I'm um, I'm going Casey, but I think it's going to be a close game. Um, it'll be close. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be on either. I don't think it's going to be on either side a blowout. If if it is a blowout, I would be shocked. Unless, okay. The, the only way I see it being a blowout is going to be if nerves get the best of Purdy and he comes out and throws a pick six right off the bat or something along those lines and it may just be over in his mind immediately just because just recovering from it. I don't know. And, and I only say that because we're talking about a young quarterback who's never been to the Super Bowl where, you know, Mahomes has been, this is what, fourth time now? That's insane. Or third. Is it fourth? Fourth, yes. Yeah. So twice against Brady, once again, right? So they lost to the Rams. Okay, yeah. They lost to the Bucks. They beat the Eagles last year. And what was the other one? Maybe it, maybe this is it. This is his fourth. This is, yeah. this is his Didn't fourth. I just say this that? Is his fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so lost to the lost to the Bucks. Lost to the Rams. Beat the beat the Eagles. 
Yeah. Oh, he's only got one Super Bowl win? Why did I think he had two? No, he's... Oh, they beat the 49ers. This is his fifth, dude. They beat the 49ers. The the one with uh, Jimmy G. Jesus yeah. Christ. And he's yeah. been in the league for seven years? Yeah. Yeah, oh that's what I'm saying. Oh my God, dude. dude. That's so nuts. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's... it. Come on. Let me make sure I'm not crazy. Yeah, he definitely lost to Tom Brady. He definitely lost because, to the because Rams. Because in those seven years, Cincinnati was in... The Super Bowl. Who did they? Who were they against? They lost to the. Um, Goddamn! Who they lose to? I thought they played the Rams. They did. Wait. Right. I don't know. I'm losing it, dude. I most of the time I can't remember who was in the Super Bowl the year before. Yeah. Same. Uh, okay. Well, wait. Yeah. Pull this up. Yeah, he's won two Super Bowls. Two, okay. He's a two, yeah, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, looking at it now. So the win was so the Eagles and then yeah the Forty Nineers in twenty twenty nineteen twenty twenty was it twenty twenty yeah it was twenty it was it was the twenty twenty Super Bowl. So yeah, that they won right. So the, it was the Rams in Cincinnati in twenty twenty two. Kansas City and Tampa Bay in 2021. Kansas City and the 49ers in 2020. Right. So that one they won. Hang on. The Rams were, oh, with Jared Goff. The Rams and the Patriots in 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was Philadelphia and the Patriots in 2018. That was with Nick Foles, right? Yep. Had to have been. Then 2017 was the New England and Atlanta, the Famous twenty eight to three. Wow. Nutty. For sure. Either way, Mahomes is insane. It's insane. But it's so good. But again, just like we're saying with Purdy, I mean, he's got an incredible team around him. So that definitely that definitely helps. But just some of the passes that Mahomes makes it is it it just doesn't make sense. It's not it's not just the passes, it's the the fucking decision making under pressure and like yeah. You know, like traditional pocket guys who can't get out of the pocket, you know, there were guys who were really good at that. But he just he, he doesn't give a fuck where he is on the field. Yeah, he well he make he makes passes that they tell they strictly tell you don't make that pass. Like running cross field, running over cross the shoulder, field. off the back foot. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything you're not supposed yeah. to do. <laughs> but, you know, he said in the past that Andy Reid gives them the freedom to do that. Now, would Andy Reid give every quarterback in the league that kind of freedom? Probably not. No. But he has confidence that these guys can do, can, you know, can make something happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a fun Super Bowl. For sure. And I can't wait. I, I'm going to go live. I'm going to go live during the... Are you? I'm going to go from... Uh, the, folks, from our Raised on the Radio YouTube, I am going to go live okay. during the halftime show so I can go, oh, I was right. 